Blog Talk Radio. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. Every decision on trade, on taxes, on immigration, on foreign affairs will be made to benefit American workers and American families. We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries making our products, stealing our companies, and destroying our jobs. Protection will lead to great prosperity and strength. I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never, ever let you down. I am your voice. So to every parent, who dreams for their child, and every child who dreams for their future. I say these words to you tonight. I am with you, I will fight for you, and I will win for you. To all Americans tonight, in all of our cities, and in all of our towns, I make this promise. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. God bless you, and good night. I love you.
What a song. What a song. Happy Monday, everybody. This is Rory Sodder. Thank you for tuning into the Rory Sodder Show. Uh, I, it is great to be back with all of you. I have missed you all. Uh, we have been off the air on our online show for the last couple of weeks. Uh, for anybody that doesn't know, last week the studio was down the entire week, so I was not able to do any shows. Uh, I apologize for that, for, for the, the major inconvenience. Uh, I was really upset myself, and it was definitely strongly bothering me. And, uh, you know, it's uh, definitely an unfortunate circumstance, but I, I will tell you, I've missed you. I'm, I'm really happy to be back. Uh, our last show was uh, a week and a half ago. It was the Thursday before last. Uh, many great guests that week. Many great things established, as always. Uh, the flow of the show is perfect, um, you know, and uh, it's, it's, it's great. We have so many plans uh, for the future of the show, and I, and I can't wait for that. And uh, for anybody that didn't know, uh, I, I premiered my show last night on KFNX Radio, AM, 1100 in the car. Uh, so that's a huge, huge thing. Uh, so you can hear me now in your car all across the country. Uh, I'll be on that radio station every Sunday night, and uh, pretty soon we will be expanding days on that network so it'll just keep going up and up so uh, a lot of shows and as, as well you know i'll still be doing my online radio show three days a week that won't change uh we'll still be doing that and as everybody knows i will be coming out with a new network in about a month uh still working on that getting the funds together and as everyone knows many notable people will be doing their own shows so a lot a lot to look forward to there uh as usual uh, i want to uh Thank all my audience, my co-hosts, my sponsors and guests. You are all incredible. The show is listened to in 25 different countries on nearly 70 online platforms. And everybody, if you miss any past clips, past episodes, or need 24-7 breaking news coverage, visit my media site, thenexgenusa.com. Wow, wow, wow. Um, what a weekend, though. A big weekend in the news. Uh, I hope everybody's weekend went accordingly. I hope it was productive. I hope it was everything it was meant to be. Uh, I had a great weekend myself, uh, got a lot done, had a lot of fun, uh, and uh, that, you know, had a huge, huge show last night. So can't complain. But, um, yeah, let's get into it. I want to introduce uh, everybody on the line, and I will have some announcements, uh, everybody, either tonight or Tomorrow's episode, um, many, many um, things uh, on the agenda for the Rory Sodder Show and uh, for the future. Uh, we have a lot of things in, in store. I do want to welcome to the show, though. Uh, we have congressional candidate from Ohio and Dr. Uh, Dwayne Hennon. How are you, my friend? I am doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing good, man. It's good to have you here. Yeah, good to be back. Absolutely, my friend. Let's also welcome to the show uh, retired police chief and homicide detective Michael Valsi. Michael, how are you? Good, Rory. Uh, great show last night. Uh, congrats again on uh, the new platform, a great addition to what you're already providing. And I look forward to a great show tonight. Thank you, my friend. Always great having you here. I would also like to welcome to the show, I believe he's with us right now, we have San Diego mayor candidate and real estate mogul, Richard Hansen. Richard, how are you? 
I'm doing fantastic, Rory, and I just want to say congratulations on your new show. I had a chance to listen in, and it was a phenomenal first uh, show, so I'm looking forward to uh, listening in the future. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Big show tonight. Glad to have you here. Thank you. Glad to be here. All righty, everybody. Oh, yeah. Oh, hold on one second. Richard, I didn't mean to mute you. I thought I thought I, I didn't know I didn't know you had something else to say. My bad. No, no, no. Quite all right. I just wanted to say glad to be here again on your show. I think this is the fourth time that I've been on, so I'm really enjoying myself. And just congratulations on uh, all your new success. Absolutely. Well, th- thank you, my friend. I really appreciate it. All righty, guys. Um, since I've been off the air, there has been so much um, going on. Um, it's, it, you know, th- this this year I think has been the busiest media um, year in a long time. You know, it's, um, you know, just, just when I'm focusing on one story, another one pops out right in front of me. And it just, it just keeps coming over and over and over. Uh, it's a never-ending cycle. It's a, it's a literally a broken record. All right, uh, just to name off some headlines before we get started, and then we're going to get into some of the main things. Uh, President Trump today, uh, he filed an emergency appeal, and he was able to have his tax records not uh, be released. Uh, as everyone knows, people saw the, probably saw the report today. Uh, the state of New York has been trying you know, very dirty things against him, trying to get his taxes, and uh, they they got it approved. Uh, but then Trump submitted something and, and appealed it, and then they uh, they accepted his appeal. So you know, as of now, uh, the the Democrats in the state of New York loses again with with trying to obtain these records. And, and let's face it, it's nobody's business. It is nobody's business. There's no law saying that you have to release your tax returns. And I've always said this: if he released his tax returns, they are so compl- they are complicated. Anybody that's anyone that's ever looked at a billionaire's tax returns uh, knows that they're they're not. There's nothing you know uh, simple about it. Very complicated, very detailed, uh, very long. It, it's it's quite extensive. And the problem is, it would be quite easy for some of these politicians to try to spin something and make it look like something it's not on his taxes. They could look at this, and, and they could spin so many different things. That, that's what I assume. Um, not that Trump's done anything illegal with his taxes, because he hasn't. There's no way. But the Democrats, you know, aren't – there's many things that go into this. But they're not used to looking, I don't think, at a billionaire's tax returns on a daily basis. So those could be very complicated. You know, also, it's it, – if, if, they, if there was anything there, think about this. If there was anything there, it would have been released way before the election. They tried every single thing possible not to get Trump in there. If Trump did any sort of dirty, shady business, uh, I don't think he'd be running for president either because I, I don't think he would want to ruin his reputation and have something very crooked come out on him that would backfire. I, I just don't think he would want to do it. I, I think he knows very well that everything he's done uh, is legal. You know, it's, it, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, he, he's a businessman, you know, he's, he's made decisions. Uh, he's 
succeeded highly in, in many parts of his life. And, you know, he's, it, it's, it's one of those things. It really is where it, it's just, it's way, it's way too complicated. It's way too complicated. They're, they, the news will get these, if, if they ever do. I don't think they would. But the news, the Democrats, they would look at these. They would spin certain things in these tax returns. They would not fully understand them. And they would make all these certain assumptions and allegations. Trust me, this is what would happen. It's what would happen. Um, President Trump, uh, is, is, he put out something today that will protect U.S. taxpayers from getting subsidized by health, for, for, for health care for illegal aliens. This is huge. This is really big. You know, think about a lot of these states and a lot of these places that want to, you know, give out free stuff to all these illegals. Trump is putting together a plan that would protect us taxpayers so we wouldn't have to foot the bill. We wouldn't have to be involved with this. You know, this is, this is, this is great, too. Really think about this. Trump is taking action on something very important. This is, this is a, a strong um, – this, this is a strong thing that he's putting forth. You know, uh, we have billions of dollars getting wasted every year by illegal aliens. And it, uh, it doesn't stop. I think it's, last time I read was $300 billion is what taxpayers spent. And, you know, that's on everything. But health, you know, just the health care in some of these states, these people are, give illegal aliens more than our own vets, our own people. And we have to foot the bill. Think about how ridiculous that is. We work our butts off and our asses off our entire life, and we pay taxes. And all that money is going to these people that invade our country. It's, it's sick. It's backwards ideology. It really is. All right. Um, unemployment rate uh, this past week fell to the lowest level since 1969. Think about that. The lowest level since 1969. And unemployment for African-American men falls to the lowest since 1973. Unbelievable. All, overall unemployment, lowest since 1969. Lowest black unemployment for men, 1973. This, I've never seen anything like this. No president has ever had these sort of accomplishments. If this was Obama or this was somebody, some Democrat accomplished this, it would be front headline news. But since it's a Republican, trick it. Or they'll only report it once, and they'll, they'll try to twist the wording around. They could never give this president a full victory. I mean, look at all he's doing. Who would have ever thought you'd hear black unemployment at the lowest since 1973? And Hispanic unemployment falls to the lowest ever. The lowest ever. Uh, This impeachment trap is really paying off well for the Trump campaign. In three days, they've raised more money than several Democrats have in the entire quarter. Think about that. In three days, Trump's campaign has raised more money than mostly, mostly all the Democrats put together in this quarter. Think about that. It's insanity. I mean, this is, you know, they're giving him the landslide victory. He was already going to win in 2020, but they're giving it to him on a silver platter. Like I've said many times. When they tried to impeach Bill Clinton, it made the Democrats more popular. And Bill Clinton uh, prevailed, and Republicans lost the House. 
we we, we all know how this 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 play goes. This whole circus. It's not going to go anywhere. There's there's no legitimate cause. There's no evidence. It's simply because they can't beat him, and that's so they want to impeach him, and they they can't stand the fact that he's giving all the power back to the American people. He's giving it all back to us, and for so long Washington. D.C. has been opposite of that. They've been all out for themselves. It's been me, 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 me. About, it's about time things have changed. This is really, this is really disturbing, a really disturbing fact here. Uh, there was just a report out that the ACLU is suing Trump to get taxpayer-funded mental health services for border crossers. Yes, you heard that right. So anybody that wants to pour in here and take advantage of the system and act entitled and act hostile and ignorant can go get free mental health care. They can get free mental health care before our own vets, before our own people. They can walk right in. Have you ever heard of anything more ridiculous in your entire life? A second, third-class citizen walking right in and getting all this treatment on the taxpayer dimes. And people like the ACLU, they are the devil. They are the problems in this country. They are the corruption in our government. All they do is play the victim. They race bait. They pretend they're oppressed every second of the day. These people are lunatics. Um, you know, this is, this is also scary. You know, Democrats are now saying, that we need a federal limit on gun purchases. Yes, you heard that right. They want to limit how many guns you can buy. They want to tell you what to do with your guns, they, and they want to tell you how many you can buy. They want to, you know, and they always say, oh, the Constitution. You guys know nothing about the Constitution. You guys are everything are wrong and, and you are everything wrong with America. You are totally against the Constitution, and you push ideas that are communism. You're trying to control our basic rights as humans to protect our families and to protect our, our, our livelihood. It's ridiculous. You know, and, and it just goes to show, you know, these border crossings, it's very dangerous. I just read Tijuana has now marked 1,710 homicides in 2019. 20, let me remind you, 2019 has another few months to go, but they're already up to almost 2,000 homicides. And we have those people coming into our country, walking right in, going on our streets, killing our people, raping our people, stealing from our people. Enough's enough. Um, a new poll came out the other day. Uh, 57% of Americans now support probing Joe Biden and his son. Good. That's the majority of America. They approve. They see more people are waking up, and they're seeing the reality. They're facing the music. They know what's going on. They're tired of being misled by the media. And you have Joe Biden on tape admitting guilt. I mean, they, come on. You know, we could talk about this till we're blue in the face. It's all right there. It's just a matter of if action will be taken. I think it will, um, but time will tell. I hope. I, I really hope we need people to pay the piper, Hillary, Comey, McCabe, all these people. All right, uh, I want to get to one last thing, and then we're going to get to our main topic. Um, you know, this, this, this came out over the weekend, very, very disgusting piece by CNN. Um, and in case anybody didn't see the movie, The Joker, 
best movie of the year. I mean, Joaquin Phoenix is one of the greatest actors. He pulls off this role unlike any other. I mean, it's, you know, Heath Ledger was a phenomenal joker, but Joaquin Phoenix gives him a run for his money. Um, and, you know, anyways, though, great movie, though. Everybody go see it if you can. But getting back to the topic, CNN put out a really nasty uh, uh, piece over the weekend, basically titled, Joker, an insidious validation of angry white male Trump supporters. So now we have opinion, opinion pieces getting processed in CNN that, you know, takes a movie review and tries to apply it towards a group of voters. And they say white voters. Imagine if somebody said black voters. Do you know how racist this, this headline sounds? Do you know how ignorant it sounds? And if anything, the Joker, the, the, the people that would follow him are, are you know, they're liberals. Uh, anybody that would fo- follow, you know, madness like that, uh, that would be the left-wing mob, not hardworking and well-behaved conservatives. I'm sorry. Uh, but I, I don't know how these things get passed and these, these kind of pieces are, are tolerated in our society. I mean, it's, it's attacking a whole group of people. Basically, in a lot of ways, it's, there's a lot of white male Trump supporters in this country. You're attacking a lot of the country. You know, this is, this is nothing to be taken lightly either, and it not, doesn't stop. We keep getting attacked every second, and the minute we fight back, the minute we do something about it, they play the victim, and we're the enemy. You know, they, these people are like little children. They don't get their way, so they stomp their feet, and they pout. It's sick. All right, main headline. I am so happy for this. So happy. President Trump takes us out of Syria. It's a. I am so thrilled. I am excited. I am relieved. I am proud. I uh, every sort of emotion. You know, this is this is long overdue. Quite frankly, Obama should have dealt with this long ago. We're, we're, we're not the world police. We can't fight any, everybody's wars. You know, we're not. We're, we need to take care of ourselves. We need to put America first. Too many innocent lives being taken. You know, money, money being spent left and right. You have all the neocons in Washington right now upset that Trump is doing this. But in the reality, Trump talked on his campaign trail about he, how he's not a, a, a big war guy. He wants to bring the boys home. He wants to, he wants to, you know, uh, make sure that we're only in war if it's completely necessary, not just sitting over there twiddling our thumbs and, you know, trying to fight someone else's battle. I mean, this is, this is not our, our, our job and this shouldn't be our objective. I mean, it has to end at some point and it's good that it's sooner rather than later. We don't need to risk any more lives. We don't need to, to um, go through this sort of misery and chaos anymore. You know, it's gone on long enough, all these wars. And I, this is the first step into ending, ending the other wars, too. And it, it's, a, it's a process, um, but this is, this is really big. Think about all the people that are going to respect Trump after this that called him a, a war president for the longest time. There are, there are people that have, and I don't know why they do, because he's demonstrated many times that he's not a war president. But – I really think this is a, a huge accomplishment. I think it gets him more voters 
I think it gets him more popular. I think it um, puts him in every, uh, you know, positive. It paints him in every every positive aspect possible. It's um, it's perfect. I mean, this this is perfect. And, and um, you know, if, if somebody like Mattis or or these other people were in there right now, it probably wouldn't have happened. But we have people in there now that Trump trusts and that are out for Trump's good agenda, and that's what really matters. You know, we have seen Trump go through staff and through uh, other members of his staff and fire, you know, they, they came and gone. And that's, that's how it should be. I mean, if somebody is not working out in the administration, you need to get rid of them. If they don't align with your plan, you need to get rid of them. You can't have people around there that are going to go against the America first agenda and are going to keep pushing war and are going to keep pushing us into bad uh, situations. And if Trump, would, if Trump would have done anything that Bolton or some of these neocons would have asked, I would have been worried about his reelection chances in 2020. Uh, getting, getting into unnecessary wars is always a big mistake, in my strong opinion. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a rabbit hole. It really is. Unless, unless there, like I said, unless there's a legitimate purpose. I want to play this clip from Trump earlier today. Uh, then we'll all talk about it. Uh, but listen here, everybody. He really puts it into perspective and explains everything that's uh, that's going on. Uh, one five. Come out of France and other countries in Europe, but I told them, Captain 
that kind of sum this all up winning winning and more winning uh you know trump is look at the court cases he's winning california has basically been uh you know kind of settled as far as him having to show his taxes to be put on the ballots uh look at the court case in new york where um you know that's been uh stayed for now um you you look at the 2020 election I, i will tell you right now he's going to win and i believe it's going to be a landslide uh, you know, the American people are winning. That's who's really winning out of all of this. Uh, you know, no matter what the left tries, you know, they're trying this a stupid impeachment thing, and they have nothing to go on it. It's just all made up. One thing after another, you look at the Russia hoax, you go just all, all down through the list, and it's one hoax after another, and the American people are catching on. And I think that's why he's going to win. That's why we're going to take the House back. Um, you know, that, that's why, you know, come 2020, uh, 2021, when there's a new House in there, I think you're going to start seeing some action actually done in the House, and actually maybe getting something accomplished for the American, hardworking American taxpayers. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Did you did you have any thoughts on some of the other stuff? Well, you know, it's just I, a, a lot of things. You know, to me, it's just um, here or there. You know, it's just uh, I, I just can't believe the nonsense that goes on. And it's like you know, we hear it all the time where we are here in the 13th district. Um, and it's a shame the Democrats are just unhinged, and it's like I, I just uh, – that's, that's the thing I'm focused on. We are just going to unseat some of these Democrats, and we're going to uh, start start changing the way we govern in our country. We're going to take it back, and we're going to give it back to the American people like Trump's been trying to do, um, except this time I think we're going to get some Republicans in there that will actually work with them. And you know that's really where I'm focused on. I'm just uh, – you know, we're hitting the road every day just trying to make sure we win. Absolutely. Well, I'm really rooting for you, and, uh, you know, I think you'll be great, and uh, we need you in there. We really do, and that it's looking promising for you and what you, what you said, so uh, I'm, I'm, I'm praying, man, praying. That's all we can do, just, you know, keep pushing forward and just make sure it happens. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Michael Balsey, go ahead. Yeah, Roy, you know, the president is the ultimate diplomat and a master negotiator. He knows what Turkey needs to do, and he's, and he's told them what they need to do, and he's basically said, if you do anything wrong, I'm, I'm going to stifle your economy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cripple you. He, he knows exactly what he's doing. I don't question any of the any moves that this president makes. Uh, you know, we've been in endless wars for a long time, and he wants these other countries to stand up and do their part. You know, he doesn't just believe in American exceptionalism. He wants these people to believe in their own exceptionalism. In the European Union, for one, you know, he wants these European countries to step up. They have a duty to protect Syria and protect the, uh, the refugees and people over there. You know, people have gained great wealth uh, because of these endless wars. And unfortunately, most of the wealth they gained was at the American taxpayers' expense. Uh, I support this president and his moves. Uh, I don't have any problem with the withdrawal from Syria. It's long overdue. 
Yeah, absolutely. I know it 100%. You're absolutely right. And, yeah, when you said, you know, they, they know better. Uh, you're right. They know better than to mess with us. You know, I really doubt they'll try any funny business once we pull out of there because they know that Trump is not going to back down and he will, uh, you know, he'll, he'll definitely make them pay. The last two times he talked with the Turkish president is when we got these headlines about pulling out of uh, Syria. Okay? That's a message. The Turkish president has seen what he's done to Iran. He knows that Trump has the power to cripple his economy. I just don't think there's any problem with this. And it's about time that some of these naysayers that are supposed to be on, on the president's side, and who most of the time are, need to understand how he operates. You know, after three years, you'd think they'd figure him out by now. I sure have. I learned not to question moves like this. You know, I, I, he hasn't failed us yet. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, it's, you know, I look at it like, who do you want having the ball to take the last shot? Michael Jordan. You know, I, who, do I, who do I want running the country? Who do I want, you know, whose hands do I want it in? Donald Trump. I mean, it, it's obvious. I look at it like that. I, you know, we trust him. He's playing chess while everyone else is playing checkers. You know, you look at uh, all the all the years under Obama. You know, we created most of this problem with uh, with ISIS to start with, uh, yeah. and, and the president is trying to fix things that have been done wrong for many many years. And and, and like I said, our, at our expense. When he mentioned it before. I don't know if you remember this, you know, he did mention, he said, you know, the American people should be paying little to no federal income tax at all. The country makes that much money. You know, where does all that money go? You know where it goes, and so do your listeners know. It's going to the wrong hands. Yep. All this money that that was given to the Ukraine got kicked back to politicians both there and mostly here evidenced by uh, Joe Biden and others. Yeah. Oh, you're absolutely right. You know, that there for all this time, you know, the government spends all this money and, you know, all this spending, and there's so much of it we can't even locate. I mean, it's, it's, it's all, it's, some of it's a mystery. I mean, it's the way this money and the way these loopholes they have, how, how they can make it disappear. Well, I'll tell you the, the one of the happiest days in my life will be when they audit the Fed, and that day is coming. You can take that to the bank. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for that either. Um, let's go to let's go to Richard. Richard, go ahead. I'm sure you have some thoughts, and then we'll take it. Yes, sir. You know, we'll great uh, we'll topic talk. tonight, and, yeah, Richard, uh, Richard, you know, I want to talk. Can you hear me? Yeah, just let me, let, let me say something real quick. Let me say something. Yes, sir. Go to Richard. We'll go to Richard, and then we'll go to commercial, and then we'll introduce Michael Covert. And then we also have a bunch of other people on the line that I'll get to tonight, big guests, including David, David Fagan and Bill Schaefer. Uh, but, Richard, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say about this, uh, this uh, Syria uh, pullout, did you see how they rolled uh, Colin Powell out again? Uh, with his comments, I mean, this is the guy that lied right to everybody, lied to the U.N. about weapons of mass destruction. That was the front guy to get us into this war in Iraq. 
and he's going to go in there and say that uh, Trump's uh, foreign policy is in shambles? I mean, it was George Bush's policies that were in shambles. Now we have a president that actually cares about the people, that wants to bring our troops home, and wants to protect our country. Like you said, America first. I mean, this whole thing is, is just ridiculous, and I absolutely support the president and what he's doing. And he made the threat to uh, Turkey. Hey, you guys want to mess around? You want to go against what we already talked about? We'll, we'll break your economy. You know, you said it. We'll break your economy, just like what he did to Iran. And then uh, talking about this whistleblower issue, you know, this whole whistleblower thing, you know, it just came out a few days ago about how the fact is that they changed the rules to allow this whistleblower to be able to file this complaint when he didn't even have firsthand knowledge. And then that shifty shift gets on TV and lies to the American people about what was said, A, in the transcript, and then B, that he didn't meet with this guy beforehand. I mean, this is a CIA coup, you know, just like you talked about uh, previously, you know, last night on your show, when you got the CIA putting up these front people trying to overthrow the president of the United States, it's outrageous. You know, and it really goes back to, and you brought it up last night with the assassination of JFK. I mean, these guys think they can do whatever they want, uh, you know, just come up with all these lies, you know, over the president. They're trying to protect Biden. You know, is what they were doing with this you can't this uh, Ukrainian fraud that's going on. How can you have your son on the uh, board of directors making that kind of money? Hunter Biden, who doesn't know a damn thing about gas business or about investments or any of this stuff, it's obvious what's going on. And then the the Chinese give Biden's 1.5 billion dollars into their fund. And a few months back, Biden says, oh, the Chinese aren't a threat to us. Really? No kidding. They're not a threat to us? Then what the hell is going on here uh, with all this intellectual property and stuff that they've been stealing from us? Uh, they've been trying to plot to overthrow this country subversively. And it just seems like the CIA, the socialist, uh, radical, uh, liberal agenda, they're all working with the Chinese, the Iranian. It doesn't matter who our enemies are. They continue to back our enemies. I mean, these people are treasonous. And thank God that President Trump has the guts to go head-to-head with these guys, you know, and to call them out for what they are. They're just a bunch of liars, and they're, they're sore, sore losers. You know, if they really had the votes, okay, they got the vote. Get up there. You want to impeach the president? Vote. But the fact is there is no uh, impeachment inquiry going on. It's just a big sham. They haven't voted. They haven't done anything. They won't be able to get up there. Nancy Pelosi, you know, makes herself the queen and going to say, I declare that there's uh, an impeachment happening. There is no impeachment. The whole thing's a scam. They want to do this closed-door session, but yet they want, during the Mueller investigation, they want everything transparent. They want to bring everybody in for the American people. They hear all this garbage, and now uh, they want everything in secrecy. So I, I just think that you're really hitting all the uh, the stories tonight with, with this stuff. And Trump is doing a phenomenal job in uh, just exposing the corruption. And you have John Kerry's son or stepson involved in this, and it's amazing. And then you go back to what Hillary was involved in, and it came out that the Ukrainian government has given $10 million to, the, uh, to Hillary's 
uh, you know, to the DNC and to the, her, uh, you know, institute or whatever the hell they were doing, that kind of the money that they were raising. And you see how our government officials are literally selling out our country to our enemies, whether it's uh, the Iranians, the money that was given to the Iranians, you know, or whatever, with the Chinese, back in the Chinese government, all of a sudden the Chinese are our friends. I mean, the whole thing is just insane. And thank God that, you know, there are people that are standing up, like the gentleman that's running for uh, Congress, you on your radio show, that we have Fox uh, News, you know, that can go out there and speak the truth. I'm running here for mayor here in San Diego for, for America, for, for the people of, of California, you know, to push back on this darkness. I mean, it's amazing you know, with the homeless going on. And as you said, you know, we're, we want to give our money to everybody else but help the vets. Help the people in, in this country that actually need it. You know, the thing with this, this wall, they want to make a political, you know, against Trump. The fact is, when yeah. the wall goes up, these problems are going to end. We won't have to worry about, you know, families coming into the United States being separated. We won't have to worry about giving health care to, to foreigners before we even take right. care of our vets. You know, if we wanted to give health care right. to foreigners, fine. Let's take care of everybody else first. You know, wait in line. You know, I mean, yeah. everybody needs to wait in line. America first. You hit it. And I'm just so glad yeah. that you've got your show going here, Rory, you know, that people can come on here and just speak the truth on what's happening. Well, yeah, I always love your insight. I really appreciate it. Um, stay with us, though, Richard. Everybody, we will be right back with uh, Michael Covert, and then we will be introducing uh, in a little while David Fagan and as well as Bill Schaefer. Stay with us, though, everybody. TGI Friday's famous sizzling entrees that you know and love like chicken, shrimp, and cheese just got even hotter. With new delicious tastes like whiskey, flat iron steak, and the tastiest sizzling street noodles. Hurry in. Now starting at only $10. We bring the sizzle like no other. New sizzling entrees starting at $10. TGI Friday, the home of endless apps. Endless apps every night, 9 p.m. to close. She's still the one for you. And Cialis for daily use helps you be ready anytime the moment is right. Cialis is also the only daily ED tablet approved to treat symptoms of BPH, like needing to go frequently. Tell your doctor about all your medical conditions and medicines and ask if your heart is healthy enough for sex. Do not take Cialis if you take nitrates for chest pain as it may cause an unsafe drop in blood pressure. Do not drink alcohol in excess. Side effects may include headache, upset stomach, delayed backache, or muscle ache. To avoid long-term injury, get medical help right away for an erection lasting more than four hours. If you have any sudden decrease or loss in hearing or vision or any allergic reactions like rash, hives, swelling of the lips, tongue, or throat, or difficulty breathing or swallowing, stop taking Cialis and get medical help right away. Ask your doctor about Cialis for daily use and a free 30-tablet trial. Packaging. I'm Ray, and I quit smoking with Chantix. I tried cold turkey. I tried the patch. They didn't work for me. I didn't think anything was going to work for me until I tried Chantix. Chantix, along with support, helps you quit smoking. Chantix reduced my urge to smoke. I needed that to quit. 
When you try to quit smoking, with or without Chantix, you may have nicotine withdrawal symptoms. Some people had changes in behavior or thinking, aggression, hostility, agitation, depressed mood, or suicidal thoughts or actions with Chantix. Serious side effects may include seizures, new or worse heart or blood vessel problems, sleepwalking, or allergic and skin reactions, which can be life-threatening. Stop Chantix and get help right away if you have any of these. Tell your health care provider if you've had depression or other mental health problems. Decrease alcohol use while taking Chantix. Use caution when driving or operating machinery. The most common side effect is nausea. I can't tell you how good it feels to have smoke behind me. Talk to your doctor about Chantix. And we are back. The Rory Sauter Show, coast to coast, worldwide. Listened to in 25 different countries on nearly 70 online platforms. And everybody, if you miss any past clips, past episodes, or need 24-7 breaking news coverage, visit my media site, thenexgenusa.com. Also remember, uh, in about a month, we will be releasing the new 24-7 network that I've been working hard on. Um, yeah, guys, we have, a lot, we have a lot to look forward to. Many notable people will be doing uh, shows on the network. I um, hope everybody's having a great Monday. Uh, this is a fun, fun show. Still a lot left. I do want to welcome, I believe we have him with us right now, we have U.S. Congressional Candidate from South Carolina, Michael Covert. Michael, how are you? Welcome to the show. Thanks, Roy. How are you this evening? Doing very well, Michael. Uh, first time on the show. Please tell us a little bit about yourself, kind of give us a bio, kind of how it all started for you and what led you to where you are today, running for office, man. This is big stuff. Absolutely. Well, I am a business uh, businessman, entrepreneur out here in South Carolina. Uh, have uh, I'm a mechanical HVAC company owner. Uh, been in this business 36 years. Uh, started uh, opened my own company about 13 years ago, and actually uh, I sold it um, uh, last uh, February. So uh, came full circle. Uh, I've been in uh, local, uh, you know, county and municipality politics. Uh, I'm in my ending my uh, next to last term in uh, Beaufort County Council, um, and being a uh, business person, uh, a constitutionalist, um, I have uh, you know the next next phase for Mike Covert is um, is something bigger. Um, and actually, you know, my whole thing is I want to I want to remove the federal government from its impact on our daily lives. As a businessman, someone who signed the front side of a paycheck, uh, I see, I felt, I lived, uh, you know, the the federal government in our business way too much. So, you know, we set out, uh, as I was finishing my term up, like I said, on county council, uh, I wanted to, uh, to make the move. Uh, we lost the seat, the South Carolina 1st Congressional District, last cycle, two years ago, has been a historically Republican seat for the last 38 years. Um, we lost it for the first time to a spineless lapdog of the squad and Nancy Pelosi. And uh, so we have kicked off our campaign back in January, um, full-time uh, working for the county and full-time running for Congress, having a complete blast. Uh, I was at the College of Charleston uh, tonight uh, with the, the Politics Club, talking to those young folks, getting them geared up and excited about conservatism and constitutional uh, conservatism. And uh, we're going to take this seat back and flip back the House. 
I love it. I love it, man. Um, and tell me, uh, from my understanding, you said that your district is one of the ones that um, it, it, you said something about your district. I, I, we were talking about it. I know you wanted me to mention it. Isn't it one of the areas where uh, is, is there a Democrat running it? Yeah, that's what I say. We, uh, you know, for 38 years, this is a Republican-held uh, uh, seat. Uh, our uh, yeah. the last held by our former governor, Mark Sanford. Um, oh God! And uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, that guy. Uh, anyway, make a long story short, there was a we shouldn't be in this position, but we are. Uh, Democrat, uh, one of Pelosi's lapdogs, uh, won the seat uh, two years ago. Uh, he was a one-trick pony. Uh, he uh, he is he doesn't cause any waves. He doesn't want to bother anybody. Uh, won't stand up uh, for anything. You know his program was low country over party, and uh, mm-hmm. what he sold to people he never delivered. Uh, so we're going to turn this back to a conservative district. Uh, we're going to bring those principles back. Uh, I have yeah. kind of a developed a reputation here from business. And from my time on county council as someone who asks the hard questions, delivers the hard answers, uh, it's not a popularity contest. It's about conservatism, transparency, and accountability, uh, and, and, and that's what we're bringing back uh, to Capitol Hill. A- absolutely. Absolutely. And um, I love it, man. And, and you know, I, I've been talking about it on my show quite a bit. You know, how we really need more people like you. We need pro-Trump candidates. And, you know, he, yep. Trump, was able, Trump was able to create a system where it opened the door for all these outsiders. And it's really resonated with the people. People are tired of the D.C. establishment politicians. They don't want Absolutely. that. I mean, the people, people, we're seeing it everywhere all over the U.S., record turnouts in voting. That was, uh, you know, something I've been to D.C. six times since January, meeting with uh, other congressmen and uh, nonprofits and PAC groups and so forth. Uh, during one of our trips, we, we commissioned a poll, uh, ran for a month. One of the answers in this poll was, what are you looking for in your next congressman? And it was someone who was a successful businessman. Uh, and I had uh, my business was, uh, you know, $10 million a year, employed hundreds of people in two states. They wanted wow. someone with experience, successful business, who had political experience but wasn't a, wasn't a career politician. So I say right. that with my meetings on Capitol Hill, uh, you know, uh, Representative Jim Jordan, uh, Mark Meadows, and I have met several times. Uh, I thoroughly enjoy my conversations with them. They realize and they they picked it out very quickly that uh, they said, you know, Cobra, you are. Uh, you are not of the establishment mold. Uh, you are going to call some waves. And, and that's what, you know, I'm not doing this for Mike Covert. I'm doing this for the people. I'm a public servant. Uh, the people are highly, highly ticked off at what's going on. And, you know, changing D.C. Uh, isn't going to happen, but you certainly, by golly, you can change who you send to D.C. And all of these areas across the country, uh, all of your, your guests, you know, I've heard this before. One by one, they're starting to see we don't want the same old, same old in Washington. Let's do something new and break that mold. Absolutely, yeah. Very, very well said. Spot on. And um, what what parts 
um, of North uh, of South Carolina uh, does your district cover? What cities? Beautiful place, by the way. Uh, thank you. We're I'm on the coast. Uh, the far southern part of the uh, district is Hilton Head Island, and it goes up okay. through Charleston, uh, just below Myrtle Beach. Uh, so really, it's Charleston, oh. Buford, Hilton Head Island. So you got Myrtle Beach, Charleston. You got all those areas. No. Wow. I don't. I don't have Myrtle Beach. Myrtle Beach. Uh, it's just below Myrtle Beach. Oh, okay. Wow. But you have Charleston. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's the biggest city there, correct? Yeah, Charleston is. Uh, Charleston is is very large. Uh, no, very large. <laughs> uh, it's it's all relative uh, here, uh, but it is the largest city in my district. Okay. Okay. So tell me. Tell me this. What what is your competition looking like right now? Have you studied your opponents and even people in your own primary? Oh yeah, you know we have. Uh, I'm really grateful to have. I have a team of about 18 people, uh, actually on both coasts, as a matter of fact, uh, working for me. And uh, we do opposition research all the time. And uh, mm -hmm. I don't. I'm I'm strictly a policy guy, but I have people that do that, and they know they know what they're doing. But there are uh, there were six of us total that were running uh, for the Republican nomination. Uh, that's down to uh, by the records uh, down to five, but it's quickly going to be four. Uh, one of the uh, candidates dropped out, the local school teacher, and endorsed me. Um, what's left? Uh, there's really three of us, uh, and, and I don't mean anything negative, but there are three of us that are legitimate, and I use air quotes with that. Uh, and I mean that in sincerity, legitimate candidates that have written some kind of legislation uh, that, uh, you know, have some kind of experience, so to speak. Um, personally, you know, I think I'm, I'm heads and tails above uh, above the rest. Uh, all my candidate uh, opponents are in the Charleston area. I live down in the very southern part next to uh, Hilton Head Island. And, um, you know, it's uh, whatever – or whomever, rather, comes out of this primary, and this is very important, um, the primary doesn't need to be a bloodbath. Uh, whoever comes out of this, we all need to rally behind, and the Republican Party uh, here in South Carolina needs, must, will take back the first congressional district. It's one of two seats in this country that every other House seat comes through uh, that's South Carolina 1 and Oklahoma 5. Both of those seats have got to be flipped if there's any chance of, this, of the country flipping back the House. So we take it seriously. Um, you know, I, my, my uh, fellow uh, candidates, are they're great folks, nice people. Um, but, you know, if you want something done, you want somebody that's not the molded establishment rubber stamp politician, then, then I'm your guy. I love it. I love it. Bravo, bravo. Um, so tell me the, the three biggest um, problems you see facing and, and the three things that you would uh, do on day one uh, for, your, for your district. Well, the first thing I think we, we, need, to, uh, we need to address is uh, we are approaching uh, very quickly a financial cliff. Uh, this country is in, 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 a, in a deep way in trouble financially. Uh, we've got to get our financial house in order. Uh, not only is it an economic issue, but it's quickly becoming a national security issue. Uh, when it comes to budgets, deficits, 
um, you know, debt overall. Uh, we have to we have to get very very serious about that and start, um, uh, you know, the process. And it's a very um, encompassing process of paying attention to budgets, deficits, and uh, you know, et cetera. There needs to be the process of a balanced budget amendment begun. That conversation needs to be begun. That's not a day one fix, but that process has got to be, uh, you know, be had, uh, begun rather, and um, and move that forward. It's insane to run the country with no budget. So balanced budget amendment is is excruciatingly important. Then I have the the covert hit plan. Uh, now that we're in the uh, baseball, uh, you know, coming to the World Series, uh, there's a there's a three strike hit here. First thing is healthcare. We've got to fix healthcare. Full repeal of Obamacare, and let the market let the let the walls come down, baby. Let the free market do its thing and lower these costs of health insurance for employers and people in general. Uh, I for for immigration. Uh, we've got to continue and, and revise and revamp our immigration program, build that wall, fund the the latest technology in securing our sovereign border, and, and fund the people that need to do the job to properly protect this country from foreign invaders, uh, drugs, smugglers, uh, sex traffickers, etc. And T... Uh, the final final point is taxes. We are about to un, unveil a probably do it in November. I think is when it's going to happen. We have a tax plan. We have a a completely new type of tax plan based on things that people have talked about, a la Ted Cruz and so forth, uh, Rand Paul, for years. Right. And what that is is ending the federal income tax. That's the greatest thievery, Rory. That the, that the United States government has done to the American worker forever is the income tax. We're going to end that income tax. We are going to begin the conversation of a modified flat tax on the federal side and start the conversation with the states because, again, I believe as a constitutionalist that more power needs to go back to the states. But that relationship and that, uh, let's call it relationship pressure, uh, from the federal system to the states for them to end their income tax for those states that still have it and institute the fair tax system. You, you're going to be able to see uh, people having money that, uh, you know, they looked at their paycheck and said, who's FICA and FUDA for years. Well, that joke's going to go away because people, you know, that make $20 an hour, 15 an hour or, or, or 50 an hour are going to be able to take more of that home. And then the final thing, and it's something else we have, uh, and you could probably tell I'm pretty excited about it. I have a plan, and I'm just itching to let it go, but it's too early. I have a plan that will make Social Security solvent again, not taking anything away from anybody. And if you're as old as me and you've been paying into Social Security for 30 or 40 years, that's okay. We're not going to destroy that. You're going to keep. You're going to go. You're, you're fine. But those of you that are, you know, the 18 year olds or whatever that are just starting out. Instead of going into the older style Social Security scam program, we're going to switch to a a market-based interest-bearing program that, that these youngsters can start from day one. And by the time they're ready to retire, because it's been in a market system for 30, 40, 50 years, whatever, think of the retirement that can be – and we won't have this conversation. 
again, I won't be around, but you know, the next generation, they won't have this worry of there's too much month at the end of the money. Right, right. Well, yeah, and that's think about you know that that's a big thing right now. You know, Social Security. A lot of people are scared about that because they don't know if it's going to be around in ten years. I mean, there's there's a, there's a lot of different stories going around saying the government can't afford it anymore, and, and so you know, there's a lot of problems with it. It's in debt. It's it's something that you know, I, I, it's it's. Really, yeah. I, I'm unsure. A lot of people are unsure if it's even going to be around. What do you think? Absolutely, and 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 it, and that's a valid, very valid question. You know, I I am uh, I'm the exception, not the rule. I mean, I'm I'm I, I can retire now uh, if I wanted right. to. I don't, but uh, you know, I wouldn't. I couldn't depend on that. And thank goodness, you know, I, I had I, I've seen a lot of highs and a lot of lows, but you know, right. we we invested and, and and we're okay. Not everybody's that lucky. And right. this Social Security-type system, based on a market-fed, interest-bearing account, gets rid of all that. It gets rid of all that. You know, the, the U.S. Yeah. government has robbed Peter to pay Paul for far too long. And, you know, yeah. other than the income tax, this has been another ripoff. But it ta- and you've heard this, you know, if you think about it, you've heard people knit and pick this same thing around for years. But it takes right. someone in business who's had to write the front side of that paycheck. And Rory, for for 13 years, I woke up on Wednesday mornings at 4 o'clock, every morning, every Wednesday morning, to wonder, because that was payroll day, where's payroll coming from? Is it in the bank? Do I need to tap into a a line of credit, put it on a credit card? What am I going to do? That kind of mentality is what we need in Washington, D.C., people who understand the debits and the credits to make this thing work, Cut the expenses. Start digging. Who have you seen on uh, on TV, radio, that's out of Capitol Hill that started talking about cutting expenses? Nobody. It's time we start having that conversation. Not about taxing and spending more. Let's save the American worker. Let's save the American citizen some money by cutting expenses. Absolutely. Very well said. My, my kind of guy. I, I absolutely agree with you. Uh, you know, I've said for many years that running this country is a business. Uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a job for somebody like Trump to, because to do anything properly or the right way, you need money. You need to have the finances. you got to have money. Absolutely. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but, but please tell everybody where they can connect with you and get involved with your campaign and all that good stuff. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, I know you guys are out there in Phoenix. and We talk to folks every day of the week, uh, six yeah. days out of the seven, uh, in our fundraising calls from all over the country. Some of my uh, best uh, friends that they are now actually are in Nevada and uh, California and Arizona. Uh, please nice. go to Mike Covert for Congress. That's Mike Covert for Congress dot com. Uh, you can go through there, check me out. Uh, I'm all over the uh, Internet anyway from my business. I uh, used to work uh, – I did part-time gig with NASCAR back in the uh, – uh, gosh, I guess it's been 20 years ago now uh, – on the radio. So I'm all over the Internet. Learn all about me. If you like what you hear, click on Donate, whether it's $5 or $55 or $500. It doesn't matter. 
it all is going to win this seat back, to take back the House of Representatives, and let's start getting things done. You know, leadership, Rory, uh, I learned this a long time ago. Leadership, all that is, is getting a lot of people to do good work, and that's all we need to do. We need to get a lot of people on Capitol Hill. Let's get together, and let's do some good work. Let's show the American people what leadership is all about. It's leadership, not a circus. Very well said, my friend. I, I really loved having you on. Uh, we'll definitely uh, have you back soon, uh, but thank you. Anytime, really, my really friend. Really great. Anytime, you. my have friend. Have a great night, my Thank you. Thank you okay. so much. Bye. Mm. All righty. We'll be right back, everybody, with Bill Schaefer, and then we will be introducing David Sagan. Uh, stay with us, everybody. Would you know what to do in the event of an active shooter, a terrorist attack, or an unforeseen altercation? Whether at home or in the workplace, Skyray Security can train you and your employees how to defuse a potential violent situation. Our goal at Skyray Security is to keep our clients safe. With our professional and experienced Israeli Defense Force trainers, we teach strategies for safety that may someday save lives. Sign up at SkyRaySecurity.com for our workplace violence prevention and training classes or call 240-888-0682. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from The Rory Sodder Show. Are you an aspiring entrepreneur? Do you have an app idea? Do you want to save money? Well, I got great news for you. My company, GetYourAppBuilt.com, charges a fraction of the cost compared to anywhere else. And all of our work is the same amount of professionalism you'd see from any other company. Uh, please visit our website, GetYourAppBuilt.com, for your free consultation and contact us today. Thank you. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from The Rory Sodder Show. Please visit TheDonaldJTrumpStore.com for all your authentic, customized, and creative President Trump apparel and merchandise. You won't find products like this anywhere else. And best part of all, it's made here right in the USA. Use Mega45 at checkout for 30% off your first purchase. Again, visit TheDonaldJTrumpStore.com today for a wide variety of great selections. Thank you. Is video a part of your strategy for 2019? Hi, I'm Rob Hicks with Hicks Video, your remote video production specialist. Using equipment you already own, I help you deliver high-value videos to your audience. From interviews and demonstrations to online meetings and trainings, I work with you to shape your stories and subjects that demonstrate your subject matter expertise. If you're a product specialist, sales executive, or business owner, we make video production simple and affordable. We do this so that you can make videos on a regular basis, whether it's daily, weekly, or monthly, to communicate about the topics and discussions that are important to you, your audience, and your business. To make your videos, we use HD video conferencing that allows you and your guests to connect to our studio from your home or office using your laptop, phone, or tablet. Once you and your guests have connected to our studio, we do all the rest. We take care of the TV graphics, the intro videos, the outro videos, the music, the behind-the-scenes production. Everything that it takes to either live stream or locally record your video for post-production editing to social media, whether it's YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, you name it. 
If you're tired of seeing the empty balloon commercials that are being made by your competition's social media experts, give me a call. I work directly with you, the subject matter expert, to help shape your story and ideas in a professional and polished manner via video. If you're ready to take a deep dive on your expertise and showcase the essence of your business via video, give me a call or connect with me online. I'm Rob Hicks with Hicks Video, the remote video production specialist, the doer's resource for online video production. And we are back, the Rory Sodder Show, coast to coast, worldwide, listened to in 25 different countries on nearly 70 online platforms. I hope everyone is having a good night so far. We still have a lot of show left. Uh, I do want to welcome to the show, I believe he's with us right now, we have U.S. congressional candidate from Iowa, Bill Schaefer. Bill, are you with us? Rory, I am with you, and I'm very excited to be here with you and your audience. Thank you. Well, thank you for thank you for coming. I, I really appreciate uh, you know you, your appearance on the show, your first time on. Please tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, I appreciate that, and the opportunity is is really pretty awesome. So uh, I'm I come from a uh, military family. My my father was a soldier, and uh, served for 23 years, and then then I joined the army. Uh, Spent 32 years in the Army as an infantry officer, uh, led troops in combat on a couple of occasions, and did all the Army Ranger, Airborne Ranger things that you would uh, associate with our United States Army Infantry. And then I retired, spent five years as a director of human resources. My wife and I have been married for 35 years. We've got three great American kids uh, that are all doing very well and being productive and self-reliant great Americans. I'm a conservative Republican. Uh, as you uh, mentioned, I'm running for uh, uh, Iowa District 3, and my my purpose for running is to return this seat back to a conservative, uh, back to a red seat. Uh, I want to get to Congress and join that small base of conservatives that are actually in the Congress and be in a position to support President Trump and his Make, Make America First agenda. I just think that agenda is spot on way to represent our country. I'm running because I believe I have the capacity and the experience to solve problems. I'm a consti- I, I will uh, take uh, constitutional conservatism into office with me and I will solve problems uh, on a constitutional basis. And what, what I mean by that is we're going to look at any problem that you put in front of the American people, the questions that we ought to be asking ourselves, and I mean the Americans themselves should be asking, is that problem the responsibility of the federal government to resolve it? Or is that problem potentially a state-level issue to be resolved? And we might even ask ourselves sometimes, is that really a problem that we need the government to solve? Or is it a problem that we as individuals could take the responsibility I can tell you from my Army experience that the lower you solve problems, the longer those problems stay solved and they they stay solved uh, better. And I think when we can shift the conversation back in that direction, we'll be moving ourselves back toward the federal republic that we actually are. It's a democratic form of government, but it is not a democracy. It's a federal republic, and I think that's part of the change in the language that we need to incorporate so that 
we can stop relying or stop looking for government solutions every time somebody, uh, either a politician or an entertainer or a uh, media person says, oh, there's an issue, what's the government going to do about it? So uh, I uh, I spent uh, 32 years of my life serving soldiers at this point, and now I'm willing to go serve the islands of District 3 and the citizens of this na- nation in our U.S. Congress. I love it, man. I love it. And, uh, you know, we need we need outsiders, you know, like yourself. You know, we we need people with the pro, pro-Trump agenda there uh, constantly defending him, you know, because what this president has to put up with, uh, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's appalling. Um, and uh, I've never seen anything like it. No, absolutely. It's uh, it's very frustrating uh, to watch, really on a daily basis, the amount of pressure that is put on the president on irrelevant things or things that are um, just made up. Uh, like you were talking earlier in your show about the uh, the the, the uh, this impeachment, this faux impeachment, whatever they are calling these episodes that are really just intended to get attention and to try to hurt the president's uh, approval ratings or whatever other metric that they think they're uh, affecting. Um, But the man keeps plugging along. He keeps continues to keep his promises. He keeps focusing on on his uh, agenda that he promised us as he ran, and he's been working to deliver that on a daily basis. And one of the things I like about it best, and I will deliver the same thing for the people of Iowa and the people of this nation, is decisions that are made on information gathering and facts and not made to secure another block of voters or to worry about the next election. Decisions should not be made with emotion. They should not be made worried about elections, and they should not be made uh, to secure this particular voting block or make that particular person happy. The president does that constantly and consistently, and that's what I will deliver as well. Very, very nice. Very nice. So your your district in Iowa, it covers Des Moines and where, where else? Yeah, so it, it's the uh, – if you take Iowa kind of and split it into four pieces – uh, Des Moines is in the northeast corner of the district that I'm running in, and the district runs from Des Moines southwest to the Nebraska-Missouri borders. Sixteen counties uh, across the two biggest cities of Des Moines and Council Bluffs. And you're you're going to be facing? Are, are you who who are you facing in the primary? Have you been looking uh, who your uh, who your competition is? Um, what is the what's the status on that? Yeah, I'm I'm expecting uh, there's definitely one other person in the primary, and he's a uh, lifelong politician. He's worked in politics uh, his his whole life. As a matter of fact, he held this seat until last November when he lost it to a uh, pretty liberal Democrat, one of the catalysts for my decision to run. I do expect one or two other folks are going to join the race, but... uh, they they haven't begun being active yet. And are you you're facing Cindy Ax? How do you pronounce her name? Is it Axon? Axney. Oh, okay, and you're is that who you're facing? Yeah, that's the ultimate uh, 
expectation is to replace Cindy Axne uh, in the uh, general election. Is she a liberal or is she a moderate? Uh, that's an interesting question. If you read some of her writings, she would appear to be uh, liberal, but I mean, appear to be moderate. Um, but I think her voting record is showing her to be quite liberal. Um, she talks about uh, gun control, for example, and she talks about uh, and is signed on to this impeachment thing. Ah, uh, jeez. Um, and so, so explain this to me. So your district, obviously there's a Democrat in there right now, but from my understanding, Iowa is pretty conservative. Um, and this district, wasn't it Republican before? I think 2013 she won, but before that it was Republican, right? Uh, she, she won in 2018. And yes, it was Republican before that. As a matter of fact, uh, that's again. That's one of the one of the oh, reasons. I was, I was that's quoting, the reason that got me. Thinking. Sorry, I was quoting with. I was quoting how long she's held the seat. She's held it since 2013. Uh, no, no. Cindy actually uh, just went into office in January. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, and I was so reading the other Republican candidate that I'm going to face in the primary held the seat until 2018. Gotcha. And. More importantly, to to the point that you made, yeah, one of you know when you know so obviously with my military career, I didn't grow up in Iowa. I grew up you know a lot of places, um, and then you know served for a long time myself. And so uh, we came. My wife and I came to Iowa and liked it so much. And with our family being spread out, and you know, and having found a job, we we stayed in Iowa. And decided to retire to Iowa. Now we retired here for three reasons: the people are awesome, the countryside is beautiful, and we thought it was a conservative state. And at the time, we had three Republican congressmen and one uh, Democrat, and that was the way it was up until last October. And actually, we lost two of those seats. So right now, the state is sitting on three Democrats and one Republican. And, uh, again, I intend to go change that. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I love every, I love everything you're saying. Um, what, what do you see, uh, what do you see as the three biggest problems in your area that you want to change on day one? Yeah. Um, the, the, uh, so the most important things that I think we need to do, uh, is I kind of leaned on it already is trying to, sway the the uh, country and, and the way we look at ourselves and the way we look at problem solving. And so I'm going to be a very strong supporter of, defender of the Constitution, uh, and not just the particular amendment that get talked about all the time, but the entire Constitution and try to convince people that's the way we should look at governance of our country. Now, to be more, you know, more specific things, I'm a balanced budget guy, so I will also be working the process of the conversation required to bring other politicians on board with supporting a, a balanced budget and reviewing the budgetary process. Um, I'm also a term limits guy, and I will be either joining uh, fellows like Senator Cruz, who's already placed something, you know, on the table for that or entering one of my own because I 
believe very strongly that politics should not be a career, and we should we should have folks going to Congress that intend to serve the people, uh, not just of their district, but of the entire nation at, at the federal level. Absolutely, um, absolutely. Emig- absolutely. Emig- oh, go ahead. Uh, well, being you know being a uh, career soldier. Uh, Retired Army officer. Uh, national security, of course, is uh, top tops on my list of important things. And one of our biggest national security issues is this issue on the border. And so, we what we need to do is not only close that border, and not only resource the border patrol agents so they can do the job we're asking them to do, but we have to also stop the incentives. And the incentives come in in two forms. They come in in welfare, different types of welfare, whether it's medical, education, um, or food. Um, But there's also then employment. So we have to stop the ability for them to come up here and get hired illegally, and we have to stop the ability for them to get in line and take from our welfare systems that are designed for the American people. Once we stop the incentives, then and and close the border, uh, then the ability for legal immigration to take place through the ports of entry uh, will be strengthened, and we can address legal immigration in, in any manner with which the, the country starts to lean as far as uh, how we're going to allow uh, legal immigrants to enter and enhance our country as they have been doing for the existence of the uh, the United States. No, I agree. I agree. I, you know, I, I love everything you're saying. And, uh, you know, it sounds like you've had quite the impressive military career. Tell us about that. Well, it was, you know, 30, 32 years. It was all in the infantry. I enlisted in the reserves, the United States Army Reserves out of Gettysburg. Uh, and then I went on active duty as an officer. Uh, I'm a graduate of airborne school, I'm a master parachutist. I'm a a uh, army ranger, uh, expert infantryman. I've got obviously the you know awards and recognitions associated associated with a, a long 32 year career. I've I've uh, deployed to combat, and I've also done a lot of training. So when I wasn't in deployable units uh, that were either going or scheduled to go overseas, uh, I did a lot of training training in the field, uh, combat kind of training, but also platform instruction for uh, different Army schools. Um, my last eight years, I served as a colonel. I served in the Pentagon uh, providing briefings to the to the uh, vice chiefs of all the services on uh, training issues associated with the entire uh, Department of Defense, not just the Army. And you know how we were going to budget those things, and then uh, I'm also a graduate of what the nation calls the War College. I attended a uh, National Defense University in D.C. Got a master's degree in in uh, resourcing national strategy, and then my last uh, two years on active duty, I was an operations officer and then a chief of staff for a for a, a three-star headquarters. Wow! So I retired, Colonel. Dude, that, 
very, very impressive. Uh, what, what was it like working at the Pentagon? I, I bet that was a, a surreal experience. Pentagon, the Pentagon is interesting. Uh, if uh, you don't know, you're, cu- you're cutting out just a little bit. I'm sorry. Things are good. Yeah, you're better now. Um, so the, the Pentagon is interesting. It's, uh, uh, I guess, suffice it to say this: it's it's pretty much its own little town. Uh, there's about 25,000 people that work in the Pentagon, and uh, and many, many more that go in and out of it every day for various meetings and, and that kind of thing. So yeah, it was uh, it was definitely an interesting assignment, um, and very complex in the types of problems that you're trying to break down and solve. Yeah. No, I, I can imagine. I, I can imagine. Um, Bill, please uh, tell me where uh, – tell everyone where they can connect uh, with you and get involved with your campaign. Yeah, I appreciate that. So my uh, website is SchaeferForCongress.com. It's S-C-H-A-F-E-R-F-O-R, Congress.com. And there's an email on there, which is the same address except for contact at shaperforcongress.com, and I would uh, welcome any opportunity for any of your listeners, especially any that might be out here in, in Iowa, to uh, get on there, uh, check me out, study up on me. I'm not expecting anybody to just jump on board. Study up on me and know this, that all of our districts out there, and especially the district that I'm in, all of our people, the Iowans out here, they need to know if they've got a choice. And study up on me. Uh, hopefully they'll uh, get behind supporting this campaign and and uh, and choose me when it comes to the primary on 2 June of 2020. Absolutely. And get on there and Absolutely. send uh, emails and tell me uh, tell me what's on your mind. Sounds good, Bill. Well, I really appreciate having you on. I definitely want to get you back soon. Um, but yeah, de- you you've been great. Uh, we'll try to get you back here in in in, in a couple of weeks. I appreciate your time. Thank you for the invitation, and I appreciate your listening audience. Absolutely, Bill. Well, we appreciate you, and uh, have a great night, my friend. Good night. All righty. I would like to welcome to the show, I believe he's with us right now, we have U.S. congressional candidate from Texas, David Fagan. How are you, sir? Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be on your show. I'm excited that y'all just got onto um, national nationally syndicated. I think that's awesome, and I, I've loved the speakers before. I think they did a great job addressing the issues that we're facing in the United States. Absolutely, man. Well, really happy to have you here. Your first time on the show. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm just um, a Texas boy. Um, I went to Texas Tech University. Um, I studied business management. I got a, ma- a minor in Arabic out there. And uh, in Texas, Arabic is not a big thing to study, but um, I studied it. I picked up Spanish while working, and um, then I went into real estate. I've been in that for a couple of years, and I just really enjoyed it. But even though real estate is my dream job, in January, God called me to a, a bigger cause, to fight for the people and fight for the injustices that are happening in this world and in this country. So I'm running for U.S. Congress to fight the establishment, like everyone else said, um, I think it's very apparent that there's a bigger power at hand that's controlling things. And I'm running against a candidate who is the establishment. I think everyone else is. And uh, 
I think a really cool analogy that shows like the establishment um, is kind of like how the bees are like the bees. They have, um, they're all controlled by the queen bee and the queen bee picks and chooses what the bees do and how the hive lives and everything. And it's like the establishment. And um, I think that we are the worker bees and we're fighting uh, to build a better economy through my business. We're doing a lot of great things. We help out the community. I'm a, Philanthropist, I work with many nonprofits. I help translate for immigrants who are coming in to learn English as a second language. But um, when all the bees come to consensus and they're sick and tired of how the queen bee is acting, they bring another bee and they, the two bees duel it out, kill off the queen bee, and a new power comes in. And we're that new power. We're standing up for what's right. We see that there is a huge problem. And Donald Trump is that power that's coming into office who's fighting the good fight. And we need to back him because the Republican Party does not like Donald Trump. The Democrat Party does not like Donald Trump. It seems that the powers do not like Donald Trump. And that's why we're all fighting for this cause because the people love Donald Trump. And we cannot sit back and allow for him to get impeached or any of this stuff. When I first heard that Donald Trump was going through impeachment, I was like, man, Donald Trump is the best marketer in the world. He's he probably is the one who like allowed for all this to get leaked so he can get more money, which is crazy. He got a ton of money from the impeachment. But after a while, I'm like, oh, he might have gotten into something a little too deep because obviously we're not controlling the House anymore. So the impeachment process is going to go further. But the Senate, we have so many senators who are so lachrymose who will – their whole common saying will be, um, I was not the one who voted to impeach Donald Trump. So it's not saying they voted against it. They're just saying they didn't vote for it. And that's kind of the issue that we're at hand right now. So kind of want to give you a background on all that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, No, no, you're absolutely right. No. And uh, what, uh, please tell everybody what district, what district are you running in and what, what areas does it cover in Texas? Um, I'm running in district 24. It was Kenny Marshall's old seat when I had now. Just a little bit. Oh, sorry about that. Um, I'm running in Kenny Martin's district, uh, District 24 of Texas. Um, when I announced, he sat down right after, which was crazy because he's an incumbent. He was a powerhouse, and he fought for the people. So it's awesome to get the chance to hand on to this, get this baton to run with it. And it's Dallas-Fort Worth area. It goes all the way from the Keller line all the way to, like, Love Field in Dallas. So it's the middle of Dallas and Fort Worth. It's um, a lot of people, but not a very big district. Wow, so you so you're it oversees like the city of Dallas, city of Fort Worth, all that stuff, right? Um, I'm sorry, we don't take in any of the Fort Worth area, and we take in a part of Dallas County, but it's min- mainly the suburb in between both of them. It's actually one of the most looked at seats in um, the whole United States because the Democrats want to turn it over so badly that they've already pumped in millions of dollars into this race. Jesus, who's in it currently? Um, Kenny Marchant, he's a good family friend of ours, a good man. He uh, stood on strong conservative values, and uh, it was a totally God moment when he called me to run for the seat because the next day he stepped down as an incumbent and kind of passed on the baton, which is amazing. Wow, that dude, that is amazing. So, um, mm-hmm. what, what? Uh, tell me, tell me this: Who do you have running up against you in your primaries? Well, um, no one really important, I had to say. Uh, 
there's a lady in best fan down Dwayne down whatever um she's running against me she's the established man um you know a long story how she was picked and chosen for this position after working many years but I think the most important thing is to see the change that's happening in the districts look and see what candidates actually doing something about it and has been doing something about it uh, my background shows that I'm not government I've never worked in the government I've only helped out um, our governor. I've helped out many mayors get elected. And um, I think that's the beautiful thing is like the people who can do the stuff in the background and work for the right cause. Are you there? So, yeah, 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 I'm here. So let, let me ask you this. What do you see as, what do you see as the biggest problems in your area? The three biggest problems and the three things you would change? Well, I think the three biggest problems in my area are very different than all the United States, but still still share some problems throughout the United States. A big issue is immigration. Uh, we're seeing a lot of immigrants coming to Texas since we're bordering um, Mexico, which is a big flow of illegal immigrants, and it's becoming a huge problem in Texas. Um, another really big issue is um, pretty much pro-life. We're super pro-life out in Texas, and we still have abortion clinics which is crazy. Um, that's one of the biggest issues I'm standing on is how we need to be pro-life. Like we should not have this. We're taking away from American freedoms, killing them. And I think that's a huge issue we should address. And that's one thing I'm going to be fighting for when I go into Congress. And um, another one is um, I think all of America is dealing with this right now is Russia. Like even the mayor of New York um, was talking about how Russia, uh, because they're, they're trying to undermine our democracy and, they're doing a good job of it because we need to stop them because with all these racial crimes, they're secretly in they're secretly leaking false information about all this, trying to divide our country to allow for us to not to allow for us not to be as strong as we should be. And I think those are three huge issues. Yeah. 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 You're absolutely right. And, uh, you know, we have uh, a lot of, um, a lot of things, you know, going on in DC that, uh, you know, need you know, too many people are, are out for our president. We need people like you. We need outsiders that can go there and, and have his back. And like I said to my other mm-hmm. guests earlier, you know, he really opened the door for people like like yourself and outsiders to make an impact and, and you know, align themselves in these in these races. It's great. Mm-hmm. So I have a question for you. What yeah. is your biggest problem do you think that's going on in Texas right now? Well, I'm not I'm not in Texas, but what what do I, I'm in yeah. Arizona, but what do I think looking at no, of course. from um you know I, I the number one thing I was going to say I was going to say immigration because I know how Texas is. I've been there a couple times and every time I've been there, uh you know, you you see it just like you see it in Arizona and it's always on the news that Texas is having illegal immigration problems just like where I'm at in Arizona and um, also, I think as well is something that um, is, you know, certain parts of Texas are, are more liberal uh, than others. I think that's a big problem. Like, for instance, I went to Austin, and Austin is so liberal. But if you go to places mm-hmm. like – if you go to other places, it's very conservative. And, and I think mm-hmm. certain parts of Texas has lost their way with li- – because all these liberals are starting to move to Texas – it's, there's even been articles about it, and it's turning parts of it blue, which is scary. I mean, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want to think of Texas 
as anything blue. You know, the minute that happens, it's like we're all freaking doomed. Um, and now there's mm-hmm. talks that in tw- <laughs> now there's talks in 2024 that Texas could possibly in 2024 could go blue. The state there's been different. Even conservative pundits and commentators are saying that just because of all mm-hmm. the different people they're pouring into there. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I think you're 100% right, and uh, Texas is one of the strongest economies in the United States. It's not the biggest, yes, but oh, yeah. it's one of the strongest ones, and um, we have, like, a closed, like, our electric system is actually closed. We are independent on oil. We have one, some of the biggest uh, basis of military. Like, that's why everyone says to exceed the union for Texas, which we can't do, but uh, Texas is a strong, strong state. And uh, we're very prideful. We love everything about Texas. And a lot of people see that, and they want to come here, and they want to move here, and we welcome them. We welcome everyone who wants to come in. But it's like kind of check your code at the door. It's understand why we're strong, understand our value, right. and then you can come in, and we'll be more than happy to have you. So if you're leaving assess what the difference is. You're cutting out. And why we have a strong economy. Oh, I'm sorry. You, I said cut. if you're leaving California and uh, – you're coming here. You need to see the differences. Why we're strong. Why we don't pay a, We don't pay a state income tax, which is incredible. And uh, why companies are coming here because we have a strong economy. And um, that's why it is essential that the Republicans stand up now. And that's why I'm running because a lot of people tell me, wait 20, 30 years, then you can be it after you're a commissioner or after you're on city council or something like that. But that's not right. By that time our debt's going to get worse. Immigration's going to be way worse by that point. And if no one's going to stand up and fight for these issues, if I'm going to be told the exact same thing every single time, oh, we're going to fix this, I'm going to fight for this, then that's not going to really fix the situation. We need something different. We need a fighter to go in. Like Donald Trump, he gets the job done because he's a businessman. He knows how to do it. And if we don't change this up now, it's going to be way worse, not just for my generation. To me, way worse for my grandchildren and great grandchildren. And that's why I vote David Fagan, because I'm going to be the one who's going to be standing up there fighting for the right things, because I don't want to look at my grandchildren one day and say, oh, wow, we did have this huge amount of debt. But you know what? I voted for the person who kind of made it a tiny bit better. No, we need to fight for the right things right now, because it's just getting worse. And then with immigration, we've been sewing the same exact like duct tape at the problem and not fixing it in the right way. It's time to engage new ideas to allow to help the immigration um, become sustainable because we have so many illegal immigrants in Texas and people just look out for them now. Businesses have them and businesses are not getting in trouble for it. And we're having a modern day slavery in Texas. Um, I'm for, I love the idea of, yes, let's um, round them up, deport them. I can understand that they broke the law. But we're not able to do that again. In Texas, we've tried that. We wasted millions of dollars on our roundup where we started deporting illegal immigrants. But the huge problem was we were deporting legal immigrants as well. And we find that in many cases of deportation. So that's why we need a better system to allow for who we know is here and allow for the immigrants who are here to obtain citizenship in a legal, quicker process that's not as expensive because they want to become American citizens. But our government is set up to make that hard. Yeah, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Very, very well said. And um, 
you know, te- Texas, um, what about the, the representatives and then the people around your area? Do, do they do a good job at this point? Um, they do. I, I do respect many officials. Once I got into the race, um, I learned the other side of it, and it's, uh, it's like watching uh, meat get made. You love the burger, but you don't like seeing it get made. And it, it's, it's pretty rough. Um, when I started running, I had a lot of great uh, friends, a lot of great officials who were friends of mine. But um, you got to kiss the ring. That's their big thing is they're, they're representatives and they have quote-unquote power, and you got to come to them and kiss their ring to get the respect. Um, that's the whole establishment. That's what they were told. That's what they had to do. And I'm just not all about that. Um, I've had many people confront me about what I'm doing and say that, hey, you need to wait your turn or you need to go to this person because they need to talk to you. It's like my phone number is online. You can call me anytime. I'd love to schedule a meeting. But um, a lot of them love the power and they love the chain of command, but it's too far for that. They have not fixed the problem. They have not fixed the issue. So it's time for other people to step up. And there's a lot of other people in other districts who are candidates who are running right now who are actually standing up to fight these issues. And I've had a lot of other candidates contact me. Love, they love seeing what I'm doing. And they want to team up with me so that we can kind of fight the power. Because there's a lot of congressmen who are in power right now or in office um, who have been in there for like 15, 20 years, 30, 40, and nothing's being done. It's almost impossible to contact them. You could probably contact Brad Pitt instead of your congressman right now in Texas because it's so hard to schedule a meeting. If you're not donating, you know, like the max amount and you're giving all your friends to, then you probably won't be able to schedule a meeting with these people. And that's where we've been failed. That's where um, our representatives have failed us. Um, Our government has failed us because they're not representing the people anymore because they're making like 200 grand and they're in Washington, D.C. That's not like a normal American. And that, I think, so that answers your question. I, I think that a lot of them are doing a great job, but there's more work to be done. And uh, it's kind of time to take the entitlements away and take away this whole power. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I agree. I agree with you. Uh, please tell everybody where they can connect with you and uh, all that good stuff. All right. Well, um, if you'd like to know more about me or if uh, you've seen me all around uh, – on social media and stuff, you can always contact me at Fagan, which is F like Frank, E-G-A-N, for congress.com, or just type in Fagan on Google, and I guarantee you I'll pop right up. Um, you can go to my Twitter as well and Facebook. It's just D.C., like District of Columbia, and then Fagan, and you can find me there. And I want to thank you so much for allowing me to be on your show. Um, I loved it. I've been listening to a couple of your podcasts recently. I've actually haven't heard your show before, but I definitely will be listening to more. Some great, great, great speakers who come on, and it's like Fox News, but not as like scheduled out. It's like real raw news. I love it. Thanks, man. Well, we love having you on, and I'll definitely have you back mm-hmm. soon. And uh, I'm rooting for you, man. I'm really rooting for you. Thank you so much. God bless. Have a great rest of the night. You too, man. God bless. All right. Bye. All righty, everybody. Great, great guest. Um, all the guests tonight have been fantastic. Very, very uh, well-spoken, very insightful. Uh, they know their stuff, that's for sure. And uh, we're rooting for them. We're praying for them. We really are. i uh, got a few minutes left. I want to kind of get in this last segment and just kind of get my thoughts on a lot of different things that are going on. You know, I um, I grew up 
you know, a a Catholic. I went to Catholic grade school, Catholic high school. And, you know, I um, have, you know, been around the culture for my whole life. I know exactly, you know, what it entails. And uh, obviously I know there uh, has been quite a bit of corruption, especially in the churches with the priests and uh, with the Pope and all these different things. But, you know, now there's a new topic coming into the Catholic Church, which is they want to debate whether or not married men should become priests. And you know what? This, this is one of those this is one of those things. And, and just to remind everybody, you know, I, I'm I am the type that um, I go to church on holidays and usually every Sunday. And you know, I I, I don't go every single day, but I, I try to go at least once a week. But uh, you know, I um, when I was when I was young and I went, I definitely went a lot more. But 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 getting into this whole thing, you know, I I know that I know the religion very well. I've read the Bible, all that stuff. But them deciding. This, this is part of the new culture. This is part of changing history. These are new radical people coming into the religion, trying to change what was originally written from God and from, our, from how Catholicism was founded. I mean, the whole rule is you don't, you don't get married. And, and whether I have, you know, uh, whether I think something different of it or not, it, it, that doesn't matter. Neither does anybody, other, anybody else's opinion. This is about how it was written. You know, I, I understand we live in a new age. We live in a new time. Things are different. Thing, things are more possibly flexible in certain situations. Things are more lenient. I get that. But in, in, in this sort of religion, you know, uh, a religion that's been around since the beginning of time, you don't, you don't bring in new, uh, you know, things. You, you just don't, especially something so Serious like this. I mean, this is a big. This is a big topic right now. This is causing a lot of controversy, especially people, especially with people that have been involved with Catholicism for for their entire life, and even Christians. It's bothering Christians. It's bothering a lot of people. And I see this Pope, and he is the Antichrist. He's the most evil thing on the face of the earth. He wants to have open borders. He wants to have speakers come to his events that are pro-abortion. Uh, he wants to criticize our president every step he takes. He wants to get in with this left-wing mob of politics. You know, I remember when popes for the longest time didn't get involved with politics. They stuck with their job, which was representing the, the Catholic Church and the people. And you know what's really, really uh, troubling is that he's sticking up for sexual predators, and it's been proven that he has backed up priests that have been known to commit sexual uh, assault on little minors. So that, that, that's a big problem for me. I don't like people that, uh, you know, keep that stuff uh, on, the, on the low. So, you know, but, but I don't want to get too off topic here. But I'm, I'm just saying that I hate the whole cancel culture. I hate the cancel history with all these new birds that come in. They want to, you know, it, it, it's, it has to do with, you know, LGBT too. You know, they want to come in and change around Christianity. They want to change out. We pray. They want to change all our religious life. They want to change Chick-fil-A. They want to change anything they don't agree with, but they expect us to accept them. So they, they want to be accepted. They want to be held and comforted, but they want to bash on us and make us change history and just for their convenience when, in reality, the LGBT community is a very small percent of the population. I'm not putting them down, but I'm just saying 
uh, they are not the majority. They are not. They are not like Christianity and Catholicism, where it's about seventy percent of the population. You know, in, in America, it's it's one of those things where you can't really uh, even fight this. I mean, this is this is a, a ridiculous topic. But I'm just saying, this all has to stop. It, it goes into political correctness. It goes into this e- equality dangerous uh, narrative. It, it's it's sick. It, it's it's something that we need to be very cautious of and be attentive attentive of because they are trying every step of the way to cancel culture and they will keep going and pushing and pushing. They'll take it. They'll take an inch. You give them an inch, they'll take a mile. This is, this is who they are. Uh, we have about five minutes, but uh, Dr. Hennon, I'll go to you first. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to be back on the show, Rory. Um, I, I guess you can uh, reach me at um, DRD Hennon on Twitter. Yeah. Um, also my yep. um Facebook, you just look up my name, Dwayne Hennen, D-U-A-N-E-H-E-N-N-E-N on Facebook. Uh, my website is uh, Hennen with the number 4Ohio2020.com. Right. If you want to right. donate to me at my campaign, you can donate right there. Right. And what are your thoughts? Um, you know, um, I guess, you know, I'm a pastor. So, you know, a pastor in a, you know, the Catholic Church are very similar uh, in beliefs. You know, I'd say, I, hey, I was married as a pastor, uh, so, you know, I guess uh, I think it's just two takes, two different takes on the, the traditions, and what you're talking is more tradition. So I, I could probably agree with you on that, um, with, you know, why would you break the tradition after so many years with, uh, you know, um, within the Catholic Church? Um, I, I don't know if I, I'd necessarily classify it as wrong. It's just it's something that, you know, why would you mess with something that's worked so well, you know? <laughs> Right, like, like I'm not, I'm not opposed to it, but I'm, I'm, I'm really, yeah. it, it troubles me when people want to rewrite history. Like, if this was going to be done, it should have been done. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I agree with that. You know, and, and that's the problem. You look at our society across, you know, the country right now, and they are trying to rewrite everything. And and it's a scary right. place. It's a scary thing that we live in, where um, right. you know, everything is turned upside down. What is right is wrong, and what is wrong is right. And hey, even the Bible yeah. talks about that in the end times. So you know, I, yeah. I say you know what we need to take a serious look at what's going on and say you know what, you know what are we doing and stop and actually think right. about what we're doing before we start changing these things. Absolutely, very well said, uh, Doctor Hennon, and always a pleasure having you on, my friend. All right, thank you, uh, Michael Valsi. Go ahead. You know, Roy, I uh, I'm a I'm a I go to church every, I go Saturday night. Uh, I'm a member of the Knights of Columbus. I've had this very conversation about priests being able to get married before, only because I can see uh, through the church that the, 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 the priest, the number of priests is diminishing drastically. In fact, right. the priest that's at my yep. particular parish covers, he's the administrator for three different parishes in the town that yep. I live in. Okay, right. that that shouldn't be, you know, and I think at some point, in order to make the position a little bit more attractive, I think that's probably going to have to change. I agree wholeheartedly, right. not that it's not the way the church was designed, but I think at some point they're going to have to evolve on this issue, at least somewhat, uh, in order to get more priests uh, in the church. Um, but I, I, I. I I don't have a whole lot of respect for this pope. Uh, I just read an article of, of one of the cardinals that, uh, you know, he just condemned the synod that they had, the Vatican synod. All all the dioceses had one, 
But the, the Vatican one, I guess it just turned out, he said, just what you said, it's almost like the Antichrist. It, it doesn't have anything about Christ Jesus in it, right? It's it's nothing about the teachings of the church, which is not the way it's supposed to be coming from the top. I think this Pope is short-lived. I think his reign is coming to an end. Uh, I think with some of these investigations, especially on the financial end at the Vatican, I think there's a lot of money being laundered through there from the deep state. I think that's all going to come out. But with that, I'll leave it at that. Thanks for having me tonight. I appreciate it, as always. And you can find me on Twitter at Michael Valsi, V as in Victor, A-L-S-I. Excellent. Thank you, sir. Always a pleasure. Hey, Richard, I can give you, I can only give you about 20 seconds. Uh, please tell everybody where they can connect with you. Well, they can reach me at uh, richardmhanson.com. That's R-I-C-H-A-R-D, M as in Mark, Hanson, H-A-N-S-E-N.com. And yeah. I'm running for mayor of the city of San Diego as a Trump Republican. So I could use I'm all okay. the help I can get in this liberal town. This liberal state, we're going to turn it around. God bless America. Thank you, Richard. Always a pleasure having you here. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Bye. It's been quite the show tonight, everybody. Um, Really enjoyed being with all of you. Um, I want to thank all my guests, my co-hosts, my sponsors and audience. Um, we have um, another big show tomorrow, uh, a lot planned, uh, many more big guests. I think we are having three more people on tomorrow that are running for Congress in different areas of the country, so that will be exciting. And then uh, Thursday, we'll have a big show, too. There'll be a lot of big guests on, um, and I'll announce those tomorrow. But, yeah, um, a lot planned for the future of the show. Um I also want to mention, um, this is, you know, this whole uh, impeachment situation, there's going to be a lot more articles out in the coming days, uh, especially with these whistleblowers, and it'll be very interesting. Uh, you know, we'll need to really uh, pay pay close attention and uh, see how this, you know, this all this all transpires. I, I'm really... Uh, I got uh, I got my suspicions, you know. Like I've like I've said, I think a lot of this is uh, the deep state up to up to no good, and I think it's a lot of um, a lot of crap. I think it's a lot of fabricating, and I think we're gonna end up seeing more more uh, fake news. I, I really think this is all gonna be, uh, you know, this is this is gonna be just destroyed by. By us Republicans, there, there's no way their narrative right now is is sufficient or legitimate. These Democrats, they don't they don't have anything. They, you know, they 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 have someone who wants to remain anonymous and remain a secret. And no, no, no. If you want if you want to if you want to be taken seriously, show yourself, show your face, show yourself. No more playing around. We've been playing the games for three years. Enough is enough. It's you know, it's it's done. It's done. So, guys, um, get ready. Buckle up your seatbelts. Get your popcorn ready. All the stuff on the Democrats is going to come out. And, uh, you know, Trump 2020 landslide. I can't 
wait. Everybody, visit uh, visit my media site, the next nexgenusa.com. I will be updating a lot of reports on the whistleblower and a lot of different stuff here in the coming days. So can't wait to share that with you. And I will see you tomorrow night. I'm Rory Sauter. Thank you. Mega, mega, mega. Have a great night, everybody. God bless. Much love. Cheers.